closeness of the galaxy wide and you know they're going with them to every ball there. This is Come On Kind with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahey. Good evening everybody and welcome once again into the KCLR studios here in Kilkenny for Come On Kind. We are on episode number 26 this evening with myself, Martin Quilty, and I am delighted to be joined in studio this evening by the wonderful Paula Dowling. Good evening, Paula. Good evening, Martin. Oh, because you're a bit loud. We'll turn that down a fraction. <laughs> yes, Anya, unfortunately, can't be here with us this week, but we have Paula stepping into the breach to discuss all matters Camogie related and what a weekend it was for the Kilkenny seniors making the All-Ireland final again after an epic battle with Galway in Crow Park on Saturday. We will get to that later on, but first of all, to all our listeners out there, I would sincerely like to apologise for the shortness of the the podcast last Monday uh, when we were doing the recording unfortunately I had received some bad news that bad news became worse on Wednesday with the passing of Granny in the early hours of the morning so it has been a crap week it has been a better weekend for some of us poor Paula then herself had a bit of bad news then as well so Paula's poor dad passed away over the weekend as well so the two of us had had a bad weekend but look we are all ready to go we are booming we are buzzing for a good two weeks build up now to what is going to be a fantastic All-Ireland final when Kilkenny and Cork renew rivalries for the first time in a final since 2018 when Cork came away with that one point late on victory wow what a, uh, an epic four years it has been since. Paula, as we said, it has been a crap week for us. We have had an excellent game, though, over the weekend. We are in another All-Ireland final. And what a game. We were uh, enthralled by, uh, we were entertained by, and the two teams served up on a golden platter at the weekend with Kilkenny coming out on top what do you think of the game overall? I thought now, having looked at the game, um, it was the work rate, it was the intensity of the Kilkenny players. Even if the ball, <clears throat> excuse me, didn't break right for them, they kept on. They harried and they harassed Cork. They didn't, or sorry, Galway, and didn't give them time to settle even on the ball. It was just, it, you could see it was there in the, the last round of the the. The, the series when they played the round robin against yeah, Galway the round robin yeah. game. you could see it there but they seemed to bring it up a level and I don't think Galway were expecting that level of intensity to hit them and I thought it was just really really good game to watch it was enjoyable and it sort of it highlighted how impo- how good our game is everything that was good about our game and there was some hard shots going in there as well and I thought there it surely was I thought the flow of the game was really good now that must be credit to the referee I thought he did a good game myself um, but the flow of it was really good and I it was so enjoyable to watch like Especially the matchups the second half. yeah but even the matchups like I mean Miriam Walsh and Sarah Dervin they neutralised each other like I mean it was a, it was it was like watching two giants of the game on each other and you didn't know who was going to win but the two of them just neutralised each other like Sarah Dervin was obviously put on a job you're on Miriam Walsh because they'd seen the damage she'd done the previous week and kept and, her scoreless for the whole game which is phenomenal which is going, phenomenal yeah. but like I mean in one way 
I know Miriam won't be happy over being scoreless, but the work rate was there and like off the ball, she did just as much work as when she was on it. And I suppose to our end coming to two weeks time against Cork, Miriam was going to want to put that right. So in one way, it's like giving us a little bit of a, this is the way how my head would be working. I'd say Miriam would probably be thinking like that, no, she'd want to go out there and, and get her name on it. And not on final, you just want to have your name on that score sheet. You know, you know, it's great to do the work rate, but it's nice to see the end results and the fruits of that. Ryan <clears throat> wasn't happy with the first uh, half performance. Um, I suppose going in two points down, okay, they may have been lucky just to be two points down. Ethan Norris was phenomenal, um, saving the penalty as well. You know, that Galway got And the block immense, she did. Yeah. That block was phenomenal. And she just, it was just so wristy, flick. And she didn't like stop to admire her work. It was straight out, out after the ball. And it was a measured pass out and the ball was cleared and down the other end of the pitch. Like, I mean, that's... That's girls that are composed. They're in the zone. There was no panic there. And for a lot of those girls, it's probably their first time playing in Crow Park. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they may have been actually on the panel, but never actually on the actual field to play. And that's that's a big undertaking for a lot of the, the girls. Like, you know, and I think that was just phenomenal. It was just brilliant to watch it. And, and OK, first half, but the second half, you could see it was it, it, they, they were not going to leave it behind. And, and full credit to Galway, they kept trying and kept plugging, but they were so determined. And I think that's the one thing is that as as Brian Cody, I'll mention in the weekend that is this, he always said the only score that the only score that matters is the score at the end of the match. And I think that's what Kilkenny had in their head. Yeah, they certainly had. I mean it was nip and talk all throughout the first half. Kilkenny went two points ahead early on, then they traded points. So by the time they came to the 19th minute with all the saves and the whole lot, it was still five points to four in favour of Kilkenny, eight points to six at half time. And if you're Brian Dowling, you're not panicking going in and Nathan Roy, four points down it was, I think, the last day up there. He really got into the girls and told them, you know, you've come back before playing Galway in their home patch. This is no different. 30 minutes away from an All-Ireland final. It's in your hands. It's your destiny. Go out in the second half. And by Jesus, did they go out in the second half? And they just, like, it was just phenomenal. Like, Katie Nolan, I just love watching her. Her work rate, everything about her. And she's a very unselfish player. And like, I mean, Denise herself would probably say it wasn't one of her best games. And we still managed to win. And I know that, like, you know, we've seen it before when Denise turns it on and turns it on. And that's something that I'd be saying is right. And she is trying hard, but just small little things aren't working her way. And, and that's But isn't that scary as well that Kenny came out and won the game and some of, we'll say, the bigger players themselves might be a bit disappointed in their performance that they might think to themselves, well, actually, I didn't perform to my capabilities. And poor Denise, no matter what she tried with the freeze and fairness to her, they weren't going right. But it shows the player that she actually gave the ball to Casey Nolan on a couple of occasions and said, here, you take the free. Casey Nolan hasn't taken a free. I was reading an article there during the week for a very long time. She was nearly given out to Denise for giving her the free. And she just goes ahead and pops the ball over the bar. That's the team player. That's the team player. And that's one thing I would say with this group of players, they seem very united. Um, and, and they seem to like it doesn't matter what team you're on you have to want to win not just for yourself and not just for the jersey but it's for the girls that are around them so there's a very much they all are very much and have bought in and are invested in winning and that's the big thing is that and, and also they're invested they know that Brian is invested in them because if they didn't feel that the management weren't as invested you wouldn't be getting those displays you no. wouldn't be seeing those you know 
second half coming out and they're 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 going out and they're dying on their boots really. They're giving up. They're dying. They're dying for one another. It looks exactly. like as if they would do anything for one another, and it's brilliant to see. You know, as we said, Denise, it might have been going her way on freeze. But her distribution of ball, it's, her it's, work rate. It's been phenomenal you know, all year. It's like, crazy. Like, I can still see her above and third. It's the last year. And she was off over at the far, the newsstand side. And she just put the head up and popped the ball straight over across. It came across to Katie Nolan. Um, she recycled it out to Mary Collin, back to Katie again, and it was over the bar. Herself and Julianne was the very same yeah, across party the other day. They another, were back in the half back line defending. Another girl you know. that has, she has some engine in her. I mean, Julianne has, I'd say she, I don't know, she must be about 120 horsepower compared to, to a tractor at this stage, the way she goes. But she just covers the amount of ground. And even at times you think she's better. She doesn't, she just seems to have an extra level and able to bring it on again. Um, like, I mean, this is what you're delighted to see. And I know that, like, players, and the fact that it was on the telly as well, it was brilliant. Really was brilliant because not everybody would be getting up to Crow Park, but this is whereby clubs, people, mammies, daddies need to be bringing their daughter to the All Ireland and to see these phenomenal athletes. They're not and just they players; are, they are athletes. athletes yeah. Like they are athletes, and the effort that they are putting into their training, as much as any hurling team, and probably as a lot of professional sports teams, and like I mean, they need to be acknowledged for the work that they're doing, and that's why I'd be sort of saying to everybody. To you know, get up off their backsides and get up. It's a lovely day. It's one of the best days to get to Crow Park because it's not that, okay, there's a nice, a big enough crowd, but it's not that madness that when you've got small bodies with you that, you know. It's not 82,000 Yeah, and you don't have to have, packing like, down the you road see kids and that they're putting their hands over the ears yeah. with the noise and everything. It's a real celebration <laughs> and party. <laughs> we were nearly doing that Saturday now because whoever was doing the, the dial on the, the PA system the other day definitely had it turned up full and even poor Shannon was in studio back here on Saturday and she was like, could you move somewhere out of the way we can't hear with the noises going on in the background. It was and definitely. That was just the enthusiasm in Crow Park. Look, Kenny were going well. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> they were going well, and they had a very good second half. Brian's words at half time certainly works. Six minutes into the game, you know, still nip and tuck. Nine points to Galway, seven points to Kilkenny, and up pops a little rocket from wing back. She gets a ball. I Brian Dowling afterwards was saying to her, "Put the ball over the bar, shoot it, get a score, get a score, put one between us." Laura Murphy doesn't listen. She buries the ball in the net almost to the exact same spot that Denise Gold put the ball in in the 2020 All-Ireland Final. Very same spot, very same goal, very same end and it gave Kilkenny a bit of a cushion that they then pushed on and went three points ahead very, very quickly and once they got that lead, Paula Dowling, there was no stopping them. They were never going to relinquish it. Look, Laura Murphy, I think uh, we know how good she is. But I do think she's a little bit of an unsung hero. She does things so quietly, efficiently. She covers a lot of ground. She she's like she's been playing midfield, half back. She's she's been all over the place. But she's up and down there. And at times you're sort of wondering, is she in the where, whereabouts is she playing? Her work rate is phenomenal. Her her distribution of ball, and she's not afraid to take the chance. And like I mean, probably when she was going for it, I can imagine. It was me at the sideline. I put my hands over my eyes and going, oh my God, why is she going for a goal? And then it went in. But that shows where their confidence level is at. Well, if, I put it this way. If she misses it, 
everyone is saying, why did you not put her over the bar? Why did you not take your point? But that's where her... Sp- she is she had a bit of bravery. She had bravery. She, she had willing. a bit of bravery. There's a difference, lads. Um, I always see it in matches. You know, Gaelic football is a prime example. This, you know, kicking the ball backwards and forwards. You're there for 20 minutes looking at the ball going backwards and forwards. You sometimes, you just have to have the kahunas, if I can use that word, to take the shot. You can say the other word either. I, I want not. I, I, I have to be good these days. Um, just to have the kahunas <laughs> to take the shot. Because I always think is that if you're willing to take that punt, that shows where your headspace is. You are going out there and you're confident in yourself to take the shot. You know, and that you believe in yourself that you can do it. And that's the type of mentality you want to have on a pitch. You do not want to have doubts because if you go out there second doubting yourself onto that pitch, that's where you're going to have problems. And I think there's no doubts in Laura Murphy's mind, I can tell you on Saturday. Yeah, the Kilkenny players in general at the moment, you can pick up that vibe. You could see it in the match. And even if things like dropped a ball or whatever, they were straight away, they were attacking and they are attacking minded team and I mean from Aoife Norris out because when she went out to do that block even before the penalty when she gave that flick out she went out and she was getting that ball you could see her she was determined there was no second guessing there was nobody taking a step back and as I said once you cross that line that white line onto that pitch no step should be taken backwards and that's what those girls did on Saturday yeah, she certainly has improved her game immensely. Her decision making to come out and smother shots and get the little flicks in and the little hooks, it instills confidence into all of your backs that stare in front of you. And I mean, when you have the likes of Michelle Tien coming away with player of the match, you know, Grace Welch was probably having a small bit of trouble with Siobhan McGrath early on. You know, she went to block down the ball and just marginal millimetres, you know, the ball just went past the hurl. Michelle had to pull uh, Siobhan McGrath down for the penalty. But as she said later on in the interview, which you will hear, she had confidence in Eva Norris that she was going to stop Sometimes, the yeah, and sometimes, you know what, it takes a brave person to make that decision. And that's a brave, like, I mean, Michelle is, like, she'd put her body where nobody puts her body. But if, if it comes to that one second to make that decision, some players... How, you know, you can see them. They won't. They'll they'll let them get past her. They'll let them take the shot. But she wasn't letting her letting her in to get the ball in there. It wasn't going to happen. And that's what I mean is that she was winning and she took a hit for the team. She did. And that's 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 the other thing. And like I mean, it's it's hard enough as a cornerback and on a yellow card. It can be tough enough, you know. And she was willing to take that punch, you know, that kind of thing. And some managements in some situations have been known to take off players if they're on a yellow card. Yeah. For fear. But like I mean, the way she was playing, she just she was phenomenal. She's she's just a pocket rocket again. She's like, you know, she's just her physicality for a girl of her stature, she's physically so strong and she's got a low centre of gravity. So when there's somebody coming in to tackle her, she's down so low or going for the ball, it's really hard to get the ball off her. Talking about a low centre of gravity and hard to get a ball off, there was one late change made to the starting 15 and that was the decision to bring on Neve Dealey before the match even started. Mother of God almighty, she won more dirty ball and breaking ball coming out from Rooks. We've seen her doing it all year. We've seen her doing it with DCU. No wonder she got player of the game like in the final uh, when it was coming to it. She's just immense. Ah, look, she's 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 fabulous. I felt sorry for Miriam, but like I mean, Brian is 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 when he's picking his team, he's picking on form, definitely picking on form because the way she played, her work rate, her attitude, her distribution of the ball is actually phenomenal, and actually how she moves for the out ball as well is that when any of the other backs have it, and if they're coming out her side, she is moving, she is moving off the shoulder and waiting for the out ball out, which makes. 
life so much easier as any back plane that you know that there's options there and allows then for the ball, quick distribution of the ball and it moves up so much faster up to the forwards. And our forwards are so fast and have such good reading at the ball is that it allows for everything to move way more quicker and doesn't allow the backs of the opposition to settle in. Yeah, exactly. And we, we could go through the whole team, but I mean, you know, the girls that have been there before in 2020, they have been immense, every one of them. But another one of the young players to come into the fold this year and make her debut at the start of the year was young Tiffy Fitzgerald from Gordon. I mean, she slotted into cornerback all throughout the league. She was there for some of the championship. She was put out then into wingback with the last couple of games. She has been immense as well. And as you say, for a girl to pick up uh, a yellow card as well and continue on and not give away a stupid free that you know you're going to get sent off and potentially miss an all in a final or something. And the only way she came off that field last Saturday was because she physically wasn't able to run no more. And that shows a girl that has put in a great shift out on the field. It's 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 the belief in themselves. They're going out there and they're dying for each other. They're giving 110% and that's what you want to see. Um, there is one manager that I would know and what they always say is that keep going, give 110% and keep going till you can't give any more. And you know, and another thing to have the braveness to say, look, I, I'm I'm gone, I'm flattened, I've given as much as I can give. And like I mean, that's a sign of a player that knows it's not about the person, it's about the team. And there's a team mentality with them, and that's really important. Like moving forward, like I mean, into the All Ireland final, you need to have that unified bond there. And I think it seems to you so strong there at the moment. And I think it's just um it's fabulous to watch. And I hope the All Ireland final will be as exciting as I hope it's going to be. Well, it certainly has an enthralling battle in line. We caught up with a couple of players after it. We started first with Ethan Norris, the goalkeeper, brilliant saves during the game. And I had the pleasure of interviewing her. And this is what Aoife had to say after the game. Ethan Norris, what a day, back in another All-Ireland final. And you contributed to that as well. Four fantastic saves from yourself. What do you make of the overall occasion? Yeah, look, we're delighted with the performance put in and to get back to where we want to get start of the year we were all disappointed last year just falling short at that one step and we set our goal this year that first thing we wanted to do was to get back there and then give ourselves the chance so yeah look it was an overall good team performance everyone did their job I was assuming mine as well so yeah delighted to go over the line you surely did do your job how was it at half time going in at two points down um, you saved the penalty as well at half time you know big moment in the game as well what did Brian and the lads say to you at half time um, look, they have saying all year, don't panic. Like We know we trust our own ability. We went up in Atten Roy, I think it was six points down at half time. We came back, we were actually unlucky not to win it. Last in the league final, we were down by four. All Ireland final, we were down by three or four as well. But we knew that we, the team had the performance um, and we never panicked. So yeah, they're just reiterating that. Last year, was it playing on your minds for a while that you didn't get to the All Ireland final again? Was that in the back of the minds at the start of the year that you wanted to? Well, I won't say right or wrong, but you wanted to get back here as you have been now in two weeks' time on the 7th of August. Is that fair? Yeah, absolutely. Look, we met in Kieran's in January, watched the Cork back. It was probably one of the toughest things we did, but we all learned from it. We knew we didn't even perform in the day and we're still only bit by one point. So, um, yeah, 100% it was on our minds. Tommy saying in the dressing room beforehand to remember that feeling of walking out here last year after being bet, we didn't want to feel that again. So, yeah, 100% it was. If anyone needs extra motivation, it's coming, playing Cork. 2018 was the last time. 
They beat us in the semi-final last year. Is it time to get another one back on them again in two weeks' time? Yeah, look, we're happy to play anyone. We don't matter who we're playing in all Ireland final once we're there. Anything can happen, but like to be the best, you have to beat the best. So we've got to be out of the way today and hopefully we can get Cork out of the way now in two weeks' time. It's going to be a nice two weeks leading up into the final. Exactly, but where else would you rather be? Exactly. Well, well done, Aoife. Thanks a million. Thank you. Yeah, where else would you rather be is right. Small little bit of crackling in that recording, so apologies about that one. But after the game as well, and when she had picked up her Player of the Match award, Michelle Teen spoke to us down on the sideline in front of the Hogan stand. And here's what Michelle had to say. Michelle Teen, what a feeling down here in front of the Hogan stand. You're taking on plenty of fluids. You needed them. You played a stormer. You just received the Player of the Match award as well from RTE. Give us your override emotion after beating Galway here in the semi-final. I mean, overall, I'm just happy that we're, we have another, another game to go. But obviously, they're an amazing team and it took everything for us to beat them. And I'm just delighted that we actually saw it out today. And I'm so proud of all the girls. Pride, I suppose, is my, my main emotion. But we still have another step to go. So we're looking forward to that. You're an amazing team, to be fair. You know, you've showed us all year, gave it everything, went through the league unbeaten, like probably unlucky against Galway in Athen Roy, not to come away with the win to get straight into the semi-final. But did the quarter-final help you with the extra game coming in? Because your fitness definitely told in the last five, six minutes there. Yeah, I mean, we always like as many matches as we as we can get. So we were happy to, to have that game. It was another tough one against Dublin. They really put it up to us. So, yeah, we're happy the way we came through. And... Beating them, beating Galway today was a sweet one, but we know we still have another step to go. Cork will be no easy battle. I know everyone says it's a team game. You're the very same. You can see you're emotional after that as well. You're absolutely wrecked here standing beside me. But you must have great pride in knowing the fact that the game that you played as well, all throughout it, to receive the individual accolade was well bloody deserved today. I mean, I know it's cliche to say it is a team effort, but I would never be able to put any sort of good performance in if those girls weren't around me. I mean, Denise Gall was back helping out there in the last 10, 15 minutes and then there's no way I can play my game if that's not happening. So it is a team effort, but I'm obviously delighted. And, but yeah, it is, it is up to everybody on that pitch. What's it like playing in front of Eva Norris? Because like you today, she was immense. You know, four fantastic stops, saving a penalty in the match as well. Between the whole lot, she really helped you to get over that line against Galway. She did, and I knew when I had to take the player, I knew I was giving her a tough job, but I had um, full confidence in her, and I, I always say to her, <laughs> I'm going to give her an all-star, by the way. <laughs> by the way, I play sometimes letting them through, but sure, I live with Aoife, so it, like, we know what we're, what we're doing when we're playing together, and she's cool as a breeze, and I'm just absolutely buzzing for her too, and hopefully we go again now in two weeks time it just goes to show the camaraderie though that's there between the whole lot of you because you look at one minute Julianne Malone is back Denise Gall is back in the backs helping you out you really have the hunger you wanted to get back to an All-Ireland final especially after the disappointment to Cork losing out in the semi last year I mean yeah like in the camp this year we just knew there's there's something special there and it's it's still there and we're still going to drive it on now for for next week but I think we we might have been the only ones that could see it but hopefully now more people will, will believe in us <laughs> More people will see what we can do and we just hopefully will drive it on now in two weeks' time. Well, do you know what? You can enjoy the build-up and the two weeks build-up to it now. You were the player of the match after the semi-final win and go enjoy it with the rest of the team. Thanks very much, Ryan. Yeah, Paula, she was the player of the game. Well-deserved with that and even uh, you can hear it in Aoife Norris's emotions. Like, I mean, they're going to be there. It's a big occasion, you know. It's the pinnacle of your career to play in an all Ireland final senior level in Crow Park 
in front of which is hopefully a big crowd and hopefully Michelle Tien and all the rest of the, the girls in the whole are that's there and they're talking about it and getting as you said bums on seats and people to go and watch the match it's going to be an exciting two weeks for the players you've been there before you know your club was there as well with St Lactans playing in a, a club final I know it's a bit different being in the parish but the buzz is still the same you know the anticipation is there and you can't wait for it to come around do you know what the waiting for the match is going to be the hardest thing um, the ancillary stuff you know all the, the press and the paraphernalia and all the rest of it that sort of takes a back seat um, you just have to get your head in the game whereby that's all it's that 90 seconds you know and, and to be relaxed enough to be able to enjoy the experience as as um, somebody said to me once um, we're having a conversation and uh, they were just saying when you go out onto the pitch they wanted to be able to enjoy the occasion and not let the occasion take over. But can you situation. do that? And I mean, we, we've oh, heard, you can. You can. We've you heard just hurlers have before, right, doing it. And some will say they try to block out everything that's going on. You know, Jackie Tyrrell was talking the last day about maybe taking the first 30 odd seconds in and taking it all in and getting the crowd and the feel that's there for us. Can you actually really feel it or do you just go into a small little zone yourself and try and block everything else around you? Look, different strokes, different folks, right? There'll be some people in that dressing room who'll be cracking the jokes, having the banter, having the crack and that's how they deal with it, the nervous tension. And there was one particular pair that used to sit in the mirror and her thing was she used to yawn a lot. Now that <laughs> really? wasn't just, wasn't just this, it's a way of releasing that nervous tension because if you yawn, it just seems to release it out of the body. Um, I would say if it was me, I'd be going up and I'd be taking it all in, be looking around and once that parade is out of the way, that's it. But enjoy it and savour the moment. And nerves are a good thing, but too much nerves take control of you. Yeah. So it's getting that it's balance. balance. But yeah. I'm sure Brian and the lads and Pat and others have it down to tea. They'll have the next two weeks and they'll have it all organised and everything will be done nice and calmly. Um, I suppose the last time that we were up there, it was COVID. COVID. Yeah, empty and stadium. Only the privileged few got to go to it. <clears throat> I'm saying nothing. I'm not bitter at all. Um, but, you know, and, you know, even looking at it, it was surreal. So this is going to be a completely different kettle of fish. Even the Limerick lads two weeks ago said that, or last week, they said that, like, I mean, it was completely, it's the first time they played in front of a stadium with everybody there. Now, we're not going to have that level of crowds there, but hopefully you'd be hoping to have a good few. You'd be hoping for a decent crowd to a be there. A decent crowd, definitely fair, there. Yeah. And to enjoy it. Like, I mean, it's going to be a super day. You're going to have, they're doing the parades for the under 14s. Um, that's after being brought back in. And that's fabulous. And uh, like, I mean, even doing that when you're, you're like, uh, when you're having to be, have the privilege of going around with the under 14s. And as you're walking around, the noise level, it's just phenomenal, but it's lovely. And I remember as I was walking along, you're just taking it all in. And that's what you have to do is take it in. And then once they've done their parade and once they're out onto that pitch and lining up for all of Ian, that's when they're getting their head in the game. Yeah, it certainly is. Great to have the under-14s back as well. Um, I know that the tickets are uh, out as well. I'm trying to find um, an email that I had there earlier on, but uh, we'll come back to that in a minute. Um, we're playing Cork, right, with the first game that was up in the semi-final. They played Waterford. Waterford played tremendous, you know, first semi-final in a very, very, very long time. You know, they gave it their all. 
went out in the first half and probably didn't score enough and take the chances that they had. They went in with a four-point lead at halftime. It could have been an awful lot more. You know, Cork didn't score for 25 minutes. It really turned a small bit for Cork when they brought on Ashling Thompson. Um, you know, uh, which there that's another debate as well, whether she should or shouldn't have been playing. Like, um, But anyway, um, you know, Cork did eventually come away with the win 15 points to 10. It's a bit like the quarterfinal for Waterford. They put it all into the first half. You know, it took a lot out of them and they really just couldn't convert their chances then in the second half. You know, but if you're probably, if you're the Cork management, you're not happy with their performance. Exactly. But I do think Waterford will be going home and seeing that they've got so much more potential, that there's mistakes that they've made along the way and that they know that, you know, they can go learn from that. Whereas Cork will use the ammo due to the fact that they, they didn't perform as well as we know as they can. So that would be something that they will be definitely out to make a definite, you know, this all learned against Kilkenny, they're going to be wanting, to, you know, to stay, stake their claim on it. And like, I mean, they have phenomenal uh, players there. I was impressed with Sorica McCartan. Um, she got a nice few points there when she was popping them over. Yeah, she yeah. did. You've got Katrina Mackey there. You've Lord Libby Coppinger and Miriam Walsh will be a very interesting matchup. Can't wait to see that one. Um, it'll be interesting how that goes. Um I suppose looking from Brian's point of view, when you look back at all of the the scores that was there, I mean, I'm just looking very, very quickly. There was only one, two, three, four, five of Cork's points came from play. That was it. The rest of them was actually freeze, you know, and Amy O'Connor got the majority of them uh, as well. So, you know, the backs are going to have to be careful. Um, and look, Amy is very good on freeze. Mm, like, she I mean, is. But she's then again, a very good anybody, player. anybody can have an off day. That's yeah. the other thing as well. A lot of these players, how many would have been involved the last time that they would have met? And not, you know, there's a good few there. You know, there's completely different teams as such. If you look at them, might be a few commonalities there. But you're going to have a lot of change up from when the last time that Kilkenny would have played Cork in an All Ireland final. So it's all going to be new. It's all going to be different. It'll be interesting to see how. Matthew Toomey, first time, how he's going to deal with all of this and Brian. Um, so the matchups will be very interesting. Um, Freeze could have a lot to play with, but a lot of it will depend on who's actually refereeing the game as well. As in, if it's as free-flowing as our match on Saturday or if it's going to be stop, start, stop, start. So that's the well, other no thing. No one likes to see a stop, start, stop, start. I mean, No, the, we want to see a good game. We know, want to see... Leave a matter. Leave a matter. Well, within within the reason. Room, yeah. But you do want to see that they're going hammer and tongs. And like, I mean, now we can have a small bit of physicality in it. Let the physicality come true. Once it's, you know, clean physicality, if we can make that sound good, (laughs) within reason. And I suppose it'll just be very interesting to see how the matchups go. I don't know if I have visions that they're going to have to put a man. I would say that um, Denise will be man marked anyway. There will somebody be following around. I wouldn't be one bit surprised if she's man marked for the whole game. Um, Chloe Sigerson, she's she's going to be a handful at full forward. When she's on her game, she's on her game and she's got a good pair of hands on her. Very risky uh, player. So it'll be very interesting to see how it plays out. I have, of course, I'd say I hope Kilkenny do win it, but I just have a sneaking suspicion at after the weekend and seeing that attitude from the Kilkenny players. It's just, there's something special there this year. I hope to God I'm right. But I just think that there's something special. And even like the last day, 
the management, they're on the ball. Um, I was watching in the old stand and they were watching everything. They're on the ball. They were, you know, keeping an eye on movements, watching, you know, allowing players time, you know, if they miss a ball or two, to bed in and to let them settle, you know, give them time to settle or, you know, we need to do this switch or whatever. It just, the dynamic is good with them all, I think, at the moment. Yeah, for poor Waterford, um, I suppose everyone will tell you that was around me uh, Saturday between the matches and the jigs and the reels and the whole lot. I was probably more nervous for this game than I actually was for our own game. I really, really, really thought of all the years that was in as and after watching Waterford's performance in the quarterfinal that it was their year to actually get to a final. I suppose the injury to Abby Flynn the week before didn't help with the hamstring. You could see that she was kind of struggling a small little bit. If they had to have an extra week, God only knows what would have happened like if she had to be at full fitness. Lorraine Braid, the very same, like while she tried so hard, she was almost out, you know, on one leg almost at the, the end of the game, you know. And I suppose Cork's threat then on Beth Carton kind of nullified itself a small little bit. But again, we revert back to Waterford's first half chances where they could have had Cork dead and buried by half time and went in with a very big lead and it just didn't happen on the day it but didn't. they're a young team they're though. a young team and there's great work being done down there I've said that to you I've seen what they're doing down there and the thing is is that Walford now need to go back and regroup learn from their mistakes and see where they need to improve like I mean they need to realise is that they gave, if they gave the same level of intensity in two halves like you're going to have a dip it doesn't matter. In every match, you're going to have a period where the opposition are going to get the upper hand yeah. unless you're trashing them to death. What it is, is that how you pick yourself up and how you get leaders on the pitch to grab the game by the bootstraps and swing it to your side. But they know now what they have to do to be up to and that level. They're and not, they know, they're not far no, off They know they're they not. can compete. Like, I mean, they can compete and there's great work being done. But it's to have the belief in themselves. That's the big. That's a big thing as well. You can be as fish as you want, you can hurl as well as you want, but you have to have that winning mentality that you want to win at all costs and you know you can win. <coughs> Wanting and knowing you can are two separate things. So that's where Walford need to get themselves and dust themselves off and say, right, we know we're as good as them, right? We're pushing them, but to actually believe that they can win. And sometimes to get over the line and to believe that you can win can be actually be harder than anything else. Do you think Kenny can take notes or little snippets or bits and pieces that Waterford done to Cork in the first half and kind of apply it a small little bit to their game? They're not going to tweak it too much depending on the opposition. But Waterford played so well to keep Cork without scoring for 25 minutes that if Kenny can do that and get a considerable lead ahead by half time they're in with a right shout of winning this All-Ireland they might they might Brian might take that on board but I do think they'll probably stay to their own game plan like I mean either way they seem to work well they were behind against Galway and came out on the same in the last round of the last uh, round of the round robin series and I think that Kilkenny will stick to their own game plan I can't see him tweaking it that much like I mean I'd say in all honesty at this stage if I was Brian Dowling instead of Paula Dowling I'd be saying to him I'd be saying to my players right we know what we're capable of from talking to the players when you're dealing with your own players 
the manager will be doing their own thing and they'll be putting things in place. But the biggest thing that he'll be saying to him is, right, right, guys, we're going to get, we're going to take these. We're going to win this game and getting them to have fully confidence in themselves and to have that push on for the last 10 minutes. And you know that last five, 10 minutes is the biggest thing. Like, I mean, being able to push over the line and to get it there. So I actually think that Brian will be to- focused totally. Now, he'll be worrying about the other team and everything else, but he'll be having the girls focus totally on themselves and that's what they need to worry about. And you're dead right because the last day in the last nine minutes plus of that game, Kenny got the last four scores of that, you know, to go ahead and they were the four winning scores at the end of the day. And that's it. It's that, come back to the Brian Cody thing again, it's the score at the very end of the match. That's the only scoreboard that counts. You can be behind by 12 points at halftime, but if you win by one, you win. And that's the key thing. We've seen it in the league as well, Kilkenny, Cork, nothing between the teams when it comes to it this year. You know, Cork beat Kilkenny last year in the semi-final. There's a lot of hurt over that. They felt they didn't really perform and they left it behind them. The last time they played in an All-Ireland final was 2018 when Cork did win that as well. I don't say that teams go out and try to make amends or, you know, get revenge from different scores. But there is ammunition there over the last while, like the loss in 2018, the semi-final loss this year, or in uh, last year, I should say. And then to be knocked out of the league final on scoring difference because you draw with Cork in Parky Creeve, you know, and you fail to qualify for the league final just on score difference. It all adds up to a speech that Brian Dowling can give and say, you know, they're here for the taking. You can get stuck into them. You know you have the beatings of them. Just go out and do what you have been doing. And after 60 odd minutes or whatever, you'll get your hands back on that cup again. It's definitely, it's definitely about, like those things will be used, I'm sure. But I don't think it's going to be the fulcrum of what they're going to be thinking about. I think it's going to be his, like, I keep on saying it's the belief thing. I, I just saw know that these girls are going to go out and die with their boots on. It's the attitude. You can feel it. Um, before the last day above in Thurlis, um, the girls were down below the old stand and you could just feel, you know, they just wanted to get out onto that pitch. They just wanted to get out there and hurl. And I think they do want to prove a point themselves and even that have been involved previously, they want to go out there and show, look, we are as good as we know we are and just to show to everybody else so that they can realise that you know we're well deserved of being All-Ireland champions and I'm sure Brian will have lots of things in his head and lots of plans over the the next two weeks and I'm sure he'll have every box ticked every T crossed and every I dotted because he's meticulous in his preparations and and that's something Oh he certainly is and I know that from being talking to him even it, today, It's fabulous like, yeah. like I mean and, and like I mean the girls respect that and the girls know he's meticulous he plans everything down to a T and it's so organised that they know that every opportunity is being given to them to get him across the line and sure Jesus lads if we could ourselves we nearly go out and play with them <laughs> yeah, I know you certainly will. Whatever about, don't, don't whatever about you sp- still playing with them anyway. I don't think we'll get our I don't think we'll get our spots there, but you just love to you'd love to just see them win because it's just the level of commitment that these these girls, women, ladies give to the sport. It's not acknowledged by enough people. There's not enough coverage giving to them. And like I mean, at the end of the day, 2020 movement and all this kind of thing that they're on about and uh, look we are as good as any these games and these girls the girls the matches that they're putting up in front of people is as good as any hurling definitely as good as any football match 
I don't care. And like, I mean, we need to see that. They need to be seen. And people, anybody that's listening to this, if you have any interest in Camogie, you need to get to Crow Park in two weeks' time. Well, it's not because of where we are either, but oh, I no, have to no, no, but in this studio here, we have to say that KCLR has really gotten on board after the 2020 campaign, you know, it wasn't just a tokenism to say, yes, we have increased it or whatever. They have really got behind the girls, you know, the amount of live games that's been done, senior, intermediate level. And I actually had a row with a couple of people as well in a radio station recently, you know, that um, they weren't broadcasting the games for the women. They were doing all of the men's matches, including minor boys matches or whatever. The girls didn't. But I said, if you get to a semi-final or you get to an All-Ireland final, they'll all jump on the bandwagon and they'll all want to preview the games and they'll want to do the games live. But to the games that got the girls there to the semi-finals are as important as the, what the semi-finals are and they are the ones should be getting the recognition as well. Exactly. And the coverage we've been getting, like, I mean, I think it, within Kilkenny at the moment has been fabulous over the last last two, three years. It's been brilliant. And it's, it's people are talking about it. Like, I mean, I have people to, oh, well, are they doing the next match? Are they doing, and even when you were, we were doing the club matches, like, I mean, the feedback was fabulous from it. And again, it's all about getting people and more and more exposure and more and more people to see Camogie for the game that it is. It is Uh, the best female sport on the planet. And it's the fastest sport in the planet. Except for when I'm playing it. But it is the fastest (laughs) game. (laughs) Couldn't resist it. But it is the fastest game. Like, I mean, the speed that the slitter goes. Like, I mean, the level of skill that has shown even on last Saturday. Like, I mean, it's, it's fabulous. And the thing is, we have to realise is that this is something that's part of our heritage. It's something that is nowhere else in the world. It's a sport that is, it is played throughout the world now, I have to say, but it's something that is indigenous to us. And like, I mean, it's part of our culture and it's something we should be proud of. And like, what, I mean, 118 odd years in existence, 1904 with the start of it. Exactly. You know? And like, I mean, it's just that people, if we could only get people to see to more people to see it like I mean uh, the excitement levels the level of scoring the level of skills like I mean you see in blocking hooking driving down the ball it's 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 part of our heritage and like I mean as as you just have to realise that that hurl can carry places in this world I was talking to somebody and they were about their daughter was going to college and I said oh make sure she plays Kabogi I said oh, she's not that good I said she doesn't have to be good her to stay playing Kamoi because she's going to make friends for life. And if she's walking around the world or traveling around the world and has a hurl in her hand, somebody somewhere will walk up to her and ask her, where are you from? Who do you play with? And before you know it, she could get a job out of it. She could make a best friend for life. She could meet a husband or a wife or whatever. That's what it's all about. I know it can be raw as well and I don't want you to answer the question right um, and I'm I'm really throwing this one at you and I don't mean to but I've seen it myself lately as well and we've been talking about it before in different podcasts so has Anya and yourself as well the GAA community the Gaelic Games family you know Camogie GAA clubs everything when something bad happens within a community the Gaelic Games family are always the first people to get behind everything that's going and I see that firsthand myself last weekend but no more so when I actually went to your house on Saturday evening after the game in Crow Park but you were there with all of your teammates that you grew up with and the whole lot and everybody rallied together 
around you at such a difficult time and I know it's still raw and it's emotional but that's exactly what you mean by best friends growing up the Gaelic Games families as there to surround people to support people when something goes wrong and you cannot get that from any sporting organisation in the world Look these are the people you started playing with at under sixes, under eights, under nines, all the way up along. And you know what, you mightn't be talking to some of them for two to three months. But the minute anything happens, whether it's good, bad or ugly, they will be there for you. You'll get the text message as soon as one of our group, somebody is after having a baby, you'll get the text message. Um, if there's somebody belongs to them playing in some match somewhere, best to look, the text message will come. And then when you have something like that, like, I mean, those bunch of girls are phenomenal. Um, and I suppose we trained together. We lost together. We won together. We laughed together and we cried together. And that's what it's all about. And the same can be said for the likes of colleges, Camogie. Um, the number of text messages that I got from girls that I would have played with in UCC was phenomenal. Phenomenal. Now I have to say because there were Cork I did get a couple of smart comments as well <laughs> see in two weeks time but like I mean it's phenomenal and that's but what that, it's out. That bit of banter is there as well like well, even eases, in difficult it times eases, you can it eases, ha- yeah. it eases the, the whole scenario and situation and like you're getting text messages from somebody who's out in Perth in Australia that played with me and like I'm going ah Jesus like you know fair play to you I didn't even know but like the grapevine it's like well I suppose we Freshford would have our own little jungle drums out there it'd be different to drills like the mafia out there but they were just brilliant it's just it's just really such a supportive organisation and what I really feel is that regardless of your ability level your skill level stay playing camogie you may necessarily want to play get involved in an administrative position coach a team whatever but the more people that stay playing and involved and the number of people that have come to me in recent years and have said to me, God, I wish I'd stayed playing. But a lot of people too on the other spectrum have been playing. They went away from the sport and now they're coming back, even the Gaelic from others, you know, the... Mm. Uh, the 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 female, program men, as well. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah, you know, people are coming back to it because they miss the sport, they miss the camaraderie, they well, miss the community spirit. Well, as 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 they'd say, you know, British and Dukas through Hulagwich... You know, they say that, they, you know, they, what's what's part of you? It'll eventually break out in you. And it's gas, you know, it, it does happen. And, and it's great to see him back involved and to stay getting involved. But it's really important, especially for girls, because to stay playing sport, because there's that age group, as I always say, you know, that 13, 13, 14, when they're going from sec- primary to secondary and they fall away then. And then the other one is, is around that 16, 17, 18, when they start doing, you know, studies coming into play and all the rest of it. Lads, if any mammies, daddies, girls are listening, you can do it all. Once you, you have to have the balance of it all. You can't just be doing all the study. You can't be socialising all the time because it's not the best thing. So you need a balance <laughs> in between the three. And that's what it is. And like, I mean, Camogie, maybe it's because we're, we're a parish. I know things are different now, but like, I mean, I'm three miles from the, from the GA pitch. And that was my social outing. And that's as you went down, you go to matches and, you know, you could go down to the match, um, any match, you could be any night of the week and there's always something on. And that's the important thing. And, and it's about keeping the community spirit and 
whatever it is about the camogie spirit, and I'm involved at Bow Codes, don't get me wrong, but there's something about the camogie that's just a little bit special. And maybe I'm biased. Yeah, no, you're certainly not I just think they're always that. there. And it's just, it's just a lovely feeling to know that you have the support of people around you. And that's why it's really important that like I had girls over the weekend, it was a bit mad. And I mean, players from under eights to very old ones, so I won't mention their names, but they all came to me and that was just lovely. It was just, and I was surprised because I didn't think like these are with their mammies and little tots and everything. I was just, it was just a really lovely expression of compassion from them all. And I just, I think as well, I don't know Do some of the parents realise how lucky they are now to be able to have facilities in their parishes that include girls. Because I know when I was coming up, there was no camogie. There was really nowhere for girls to go. So I think it's just brilliant now that it's there. But maybe I think there's this generation of parents that didn't have it themselves. So don't don't see the significance of it. And it's like you're saying, if you can pick up a hurl, go hurl. I, I'd have to agree with you. I think it's it's a it's a brilliant it's in a great li- and it's a great little community and it's a great like I'm involved as administrator for quite a lot of years as you know, but I'll still run into places and oh yeah sh- oh sure remember you, mm. and you mightn't even remember who the person is, but it's just it is a great little network to have. It is, and I think I suppose we're going the attitude I suppose in 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 both codes, and a lot of clubs are doing it. What they're doing is like getting kids involved at a young age and trying to keep it as much fun as possible for as long as possible you know and it's all well and good winning is great don't get me wrong Jesus I'm as competitive as the next but we know. I don't remember if you're ta- I know where my medals are right but I, I wouldn't have them all hung up right? that would not be my cup of tea do you know where they are I do know where they are but I, and I have them in a box and everything like that but it's the memories it's the madness. All I can say is, thank God we didn't have smartphones in my day. Otherwise, I'd be in big trouble. You know, it's <laughs> the celebrations. It's like I can still see, you know, I'm not even going to go there. I'm going to talk about it. But it's the things that you make and even meeting people. Like, I mean, um, you go and play in matches, as I said, I met the, the, with the goal games and I met the girls from Granada and Gary. And actually some of those were up at the weekend, like came up. And it was very funny, actually, that go That, that go against funny. But they actually came up um, at the weekend for the funeral, some Grada Balangari people. And we would have hockeyed the living daylights out of each other playing. But there was such a mutual respect there. And like, I mean, at the time, I'd be like, oh my God, I hate those sharp. And you'd nearly be going to. But now you can, you know, you can calm down and you've matured and you're not quite as competitive. But you can still see, really? you know, you'd admire that, that them. That depends you know? on who you ask uh, now, to be fair. Look, but it's just, you can sort of distance yourself once you're off the pitch and once the game is over, you can take a step back and go. But isn't that the lovely thing about it, Paul? And that's the way it should be, that once the, what goes on on the field stays on the field. I think, I out of both codes, I think that's always the lovely thing about it. That's the one thing about all our Gaelic games and I know I was slagging off about football I'm a happy person today Kerry won but I just think Gaelic games is just so important to us as Irish people it's our natural heritage it's our, our national heritage it's something that is indigenous to just us and it's very special and I don't think people really at times realise how important it is 
And because, and also I know people be saying it's the club ethos as well, because it's your parish, it's your people. It's not a transfer market. It's not a transfer window whereby you're, you know, and I don't get me wrong, people that are, if that's their sport, that's great. But for me personally, it's the fact is, is that you do it because you love it. And that's why. That what makes it more enjoyable. It makes yeah. it more enjoyable. And then... Like, she's the crack you have along the way is the best bit, you know. And, and at times we do all pull our hair out and we all be ready to kill people. But when you take a step back, it's the laughs and the funny bits we remember more so than when people have annoyed us or driven us demented. And I think that's with regard to Camogie, Kilkenny has a special, a special role there because you can see all the players even going back. Like, I mean, when I, when I started playing Camogie only a couple of years ago, um, it was started at schools level, so there wasn't even a club there and then it developed from there. So it was the teachers in the school. And even with that, it wouldn't have been commonplace for all schools to have camogie teams. So you're talking about back in the 1980s. You know, it would have been very much more, it was all hurling. And you'd, you'd have a few schools that would have camogie. But you're nearly at that stage, there was only what, three or four clubs in the county anyway. I know, there's a few more, I think, Lil. Like we would have started off and we would have started with an under. 14 team and then built up from there. Well, I think but when I got involved sorry, first... Isn't that where a lot of though, the, the players themselves and even our current crop of players like actually started playing off with the boys because oh, yeah. there was no team. There was no team. And I actually feel myself and it's not any way disparaging towards camogie clubs or anything but you find that the players that actually started off playing with the boys has a bit more... Cutting, yeah, uh, yeah. It's that's that's right. putting it nicely. Yeah, well, um, is, you know, but you have to have, yeah, but you have to have that little bit, you know, and that control aggression yeah, that yeah. I keep on about. Yeah, it's the control aggression, and that's it. And I suppose from our perspective, we would have been playing. We would have had our own own camogie team in the school, but we would have played against the boys on a regular basis. And like, I mean, and and not only that we were I could still see we we played the hurling matches and everything and then you know every so often if there was a rugby match on you could have a rugby ball and we ended up playing rugby against each other and we would flake each other like there was it was actually <laughs> and like, you could always pick the girls out that were used to playing against the fellas or with the fellas because they weren't afraid I remember going to a, a challenge I think it could have been a community games match in Carlo one evening it's a long lot of years ago and there was girls on our team playing an all male team and the all male team were afraid of their lives of the girls they were afraid to pull against they, them they were afraid well, to j- run into them they were just you could see them taking a step back whereas our women were baiting into them they just, well you see the thing is as well fellas are afraid it hurt the girls now like I know that it doesn't afraid, hurt the but it way. doesn't what happens is we just go in and wouldn't give a hoot and you just let fly you know that kind of thing but like it's just it's something that will stay with you I just think Camogie as a game, GA games in general, is something that you can take with. It's like a passport. It is like a passport. If you're walking down a street in New York or San Diego or San Francisco and you see somebody with a hurl, you're very inclined to go over and ask, sorry, is there a match on anywhere? You would like, you know, that's what I'd be doing. And even getting hurlies through... um through the airport now is getting easier because it's every, the first time I heard of somebody trying to take him through they got awful hardship because nobody knew the, the Irish guys obviously knew what they were but getting them in on the other side there was a major inquisition going on as to what are these things it's, it's like a deadly weapon sure. yeah, yeah it's like a deadly weapon and actually I have a cousin in America and she says that she loves to watch Ireland she thinks it's the most skillful game but she said God almighty they wear very little protection 
consider protection. <laughs> well, she, she said, "Look at look at a hockey match and see what padding and helmets and the whole lot they have on." But there's the same with the cross out there, like, and you go down and they're all padded up in every way, like, and you know, I even remember watching uh, the the AIB thing that they done the you know the switch up, yes, with Jackie Cheryl over in America playing baseball, and the guy was coming over here, and they're all out there with their mitts, like trying to catch this baseball that's being hit at mm. eighty mile an hour or whatever, and Jackie just puts up the paw like and catches it out of the air in his bare hands, and you know they're all in amazement. Look, and how the hell did he do this? Like, and we we're using gloves, but it, it that's just the way that the Irish has brought up the place hurling, catching the ball. You know, it, it's amazing, and it'll. It'll never be changed, I don't think. Something I, that is amazing too is the fact that we have a fantastic manager and the Gremlins has been fixed and I have managed to get Brian Dowling up here in front of me because I did manage to catch up with him after the game on Saturday as well and here's what Brian had to say. Brian Dowling, what is your overall feeling? You're back in an All-Ireland final again this year after an epic battle against Galway here in the All-Ireland semi-final. Yeah, I think it's relief is probably the word I'd use. Um, you know, Jesus, when I said four minutes injury time, it wasn't good for me heart, I tell you that much. But uh, look, and then I went to the fifth minute of injury time and look, Galway are such a super team and uh, they keep you going right until the end and we knew that we'd be coming up. But um, look, just so happy now to get back into the final and obviously a huge game against Cork, but look, we're there now and we have a chance and that's brilliant. Talk to us about the first half in particular. You went in two points down. Ethan Norris had two, maybe three fantastic saves, including a penalty in the first half, kept you right into it. So were you happy enough going in at half time, only just the two down? Yeah, happy going down happy going in two down but not happy with the performance you know um, I just felt we weren't in the game we weren't you know only in patches and you know a few of them were just letting the game go past them and you know we challenged them at half time and in fairness the girls stood up you know in 2020 all Ireland final we were three down at half time and I said this to the girls 2021 league final we were losing at half time in Scotland and uh uh, up Nathan Rye we were six down we turned it around so I knew that these girls would come back and just if we got ahead the keep was to stay ahead and we did that you know and obviously we missed a couple of chances as well could have made it a bit easier for ourselves but um, look we got a lot of luck today but I suppose you look back last year we probably didn't get that look in the semi-final the ball break and then look you take what you can and I think I always say you know if you work hard enough and you, you get you know your work rate is good enough you get the break somewhere and we got them today We talk about work rate in the second half you really tore into me. you came out all guns blazing you're an O'Loughlin's man. What's it going to be like in O'Loughlin's during the week? Laura Murphy, of all people, coming up from wing back and slotting in a goal at the Hill 16 end. It was the turning point in the game from where we were standing because you really pushed on from it. Some goal, to be honest to her, like where she scored it from. It was, it was an unbelievable goal. Look, she couldn't hear me anyway because I was roaring hit over the bar. Um, or stay going, I thought she was too far out. But look, unbelievable finish. We'd say to girls all the time, keep the ball low and you have a great chance of getting a goal. And look, it was a great shot and we needed a goal, you know, to be to beat these big teams you have to score goals and uh, it was a huge moment in the game and look, I'd like to see it going in and look I think Laura kind of sums up this team you know she probably been the sub last year wasn't getting her place on the team and she got her chance this year and in fairness she took it like you know so. Well Carl Murray just passing us here and he probably would agree that game itself probably should have been an All-Ireland final it was played with such intensity the hits was going in nobody was giving anything in it and nobody was complaining either it really maybe not from your point of view watching on the sideline but it was an epic battle between the two of you again Yeah in fairness the second half I thought really took off I thought the first half was stop start like I'm not saying that Andy Larkin thought he did a great job it was it was just kind of I don't know there was no real flow to it I think 
you know, I think second half it really got the game went, you know, it was a great battle there everywhere. And look, I've said it numerous times, I said in Galway, just go and go and hurl and it's physical, it's it's winning rooks, it's winning dirty ball and you know the amount of catches there, Michelle Team. You know, she's not the biggest girl in the world, but by God, the catches she came out with there in the second half. And that's inspiration. That lifts the whole thing. And, you know, Tiffy and Grace, Claire, all the girls, Steffi, you know, in the backs there, I thought they were unbelievable. You showed a steel in us all year and you show great character as well. Other teams in the past might have faltered when you went down, but you've instilled a confidence in this team and you're ruthless because when you go ahead, you rarely give up a lead. And I suppose going into the final few minutes, I know you said even in the 65th minute you were a bit worried, but you did have that small little cushion of being four points ahead. Yeah, it was crucial getting four points. Obviously, look, if you're two or three, you know, you're hanging on for dear life. And, you know, Galway got through a couple of times. Ethan made a couple of brilliant saves and the girls got brilliant hooks in there, which was great. But um, look, again, it's never going to be playing sailing against Galway. I said that to the girls for the match. There's going to be moments where our backs are to the wall and it's just to stand up and stay fighting. And they did that and look, just so proud of them now. And, you know, there is huge character. There's a great bond there. I don't know if there's something clicking into gear in Leinster Championship. You know, um, I think we just, we really tired Leinster Championship. We said that's what we wanted to win. That was our first trophy. We went after that and that gave us momentum then for the group stages. And we just built on that. And I keep saying these girls need games. And, you know, obviously we went up to Galway to try and win. We didn't get there. Wasn't too disappointed because I felt if we got over the quarterfinal, um, it would stand to us. And I think it did stand to us there today. And just gives these girls confidence, which is brilliant. Cork again now in the All-Ireland final first time meeting them since 2018 you lost to the semi-final to them last year and I can tell from the group of players that's in there they were really hurt after that not to get back to an All-Ireland final they've certainly wronged that and they're going to want to have another crack at Cork again Yeah look anything we lose an All-Ireland semi-final or final up here it's, it's hard to take so look obviously that's disappointing no matter who we're playing in an All-Ireland final whether it's Cork, Galway, Tip Waterford whoever it is we want to go and win it and look Cork are there as well they're going to think the same thing so look Kenny and Cork have had huge battles down the last couple of years and uh, look I'm sure it'll be another great final I'm looking forward to it now two weeks now to look forward to is the build up and everything that goes with it looking forward to another All-Ireland Brian I'm absolutely delighted this is what you, you know. This is what it's all about you know just in that final this is when just the feeling that you're back there you know I came up here last year the intermediates obviously in the final and um, I, to be honest it was very hard to watch you know I kind of was making up my mind whether to stay stay involved this year and, and um, that made up my mind you know there was only one thing I wanted to do and come back with this group of girls and get back to an All-Ireland final and you know we're there now and we're in with a shout so we can't wait for it Thank God you did. No better man to lead him into the, the final in two weeks' time. Enjoy the build-up, boy, and we'll certainly be here in two weeks following you. Okay, thanks, Martin. Thank you. We certainly will be following them all the way. So the news on the tickets for the game is uh, an adult senior is €30 euro admission on All-Ireland Final Day, €20 euro for OAPs, €5 euro for juveniles and €60 euro for a family. It doesn't elaborate on that either so I would check that one out with uh, the Camogie or with Ticketmaster as well. Also the group tickets are available for clubs. Great deals, great Indeed. values going. Sorry Paul, I had you off there for a second. Uh, five adults and 50 under 16s. I mean you could easily fill a bus with that and you get the whole lot for 250 quid. That's great value. Where would you get it? Yeah, clubs have no excuses, lads. Get nope. out there and support Black Number. And I actually seen a couple uh, of advertisements already. Buses from, up already, yeah, yeah. The buses, yeah. Fair play to them all. Um, we want to see it. Get the Black and Amber up. Don't forget though, obviously it will be a costly experience for uh, Kilkenny um, when they are getting involved in it. So be sure to keep an eye on all of the Kilkenny Camogie social media channels. They will have details of all the fundraising events 
coming up very soon. Well, I'm sure businesses will have no problem in supporting the ladies as much as they supported the men because it's really important that everybody gets behind these bunch of phenomenal players. And it's great to see another Kilkenny team in All-Ireland. It surely is. And the fo- Oops, sorry. One sec now, Lil. Uh, one, two, three, that one. To be fair to businesses in the last five or six years, they've been really supportive of us and supportive of the girls. And it's great to see because you and I both know Paula for a long lot of years people didn't know the Camogie players they couldn't pick them out now I know we have difficulty at times trying to pick them out without helmets but people now know them by name and know the positions they play in and the the, the youngsters coming up know them and know the positions they play in and, and their role models for them so it's brilliant to see all of that support coming for a great as you said early on a great bunch of athletes great bunch of athletes and also if anybody was looking to support the girls all they should do is contact any of the executives on the county board that they'll um, all support is greatly appreciated yeah it surely is well as we said the fundraising has started already there's lots of details up the sponsor a player is going at the minute I saw a post up there uh earlier on during the weekend as well for 100 quid so any businesses out there don't forget to get behind them and all the details can be got through the county board as well we are going to have a big preview night though as well on KCLR with the come on kind going live once more on the 5th of August from 7 o'clock to 9 o'clock out in Dixborough GAA Club it'll be going out live on air on 96 and 96.6 FM and that's going to be fun with some special guests in the club itself discussing and previewing and seeing who's going to be right when it comes to picking the winner of the All-Ireland Final for 2022. Should be fabulous atmosphere out there. Um, it'll sort of set the tone. You know, it's getting, it's getting, it's getting fairly real now at this stage. You know, you, you just think well, it's going to the captain's home club, and if you can't get a good support out from the captain's home club, they'll there's never a good the few they'll players. No, they'll no. be out. They'll definitely be out. You know, you can just see them. They'll all be out. In well, there. it's not only open just to Dixborough, it's open to everybody. everybody Anyone is more than welcome yeah. to come along into that. Don't forget, that is, as we said, the 5th of August out in Dixborough GA Club in Palmerstown. A live version of Come On Kind going out on the radio. God help us all. Madness and mayhem Madness rule. And mayhem <laughs> will certainly rule. Well, it's been uh, an interesting conversation that we have going back through the memories with Paula. We are looking forward to the special shows that's coming up. We're looking forward to all the hype that's around it. We're looking forward to the homecoming uh, on Monday week as well, which hopefully will be a good one. Really looking forward to seeing the Duffy Cup back here in Kilkenny. Oh, yeah. oh Absolutely. I mean it's, it's been, been a famine too, for the hurlers but it's it's even nearly worse now a famine for us like it's coming up to nearly two years we don't want it for the second year not there last year you know was pity but yeah we'll bring it back in 2022 hopefully I just yeah it's just it'd be lovely to see it back um, I think a lot and, and to actually be able to go around to schools with it and see it because well, we'd actually get to bring it home this time because in 2020 we couldn't, we couldn't even bring it home I know that's what I'm saying but like I mean that's the one thing that would stay at me I remember here am I going back in the old days again reminisce away reminisce, but I remember like them coming out all of the players coming out to the schools and that's the thing that, that sparks the the juices and gets you thinking they're going oh my god I want to do that someday or whatever I want to play and that's what you know that's, that's the, and those it's amazing th- to hear the kids comments about it actually when you go to the schools because it's kind of a mini version of the Sam but the is that now the Sam now the Sam McGuire fit 
the you know, Duffy would probably fit four or five times in the Sam, mm. but it looks so it's like very it. similar. It's to very similar, right, yeah. But that's the Sam Maguire. No, it's not the Sam Maguire. But it's just amazing to see this, the kids' reaction. And I think to it. that's something as well that would stand to Komogi within Kilkenny as well. Is that if you know going around to schools, going around to clubs, and being able to put the cup in front mm. of people and let them touch it and get the pictures taken with it, and oh, that's yeah, like in twenty twenty we had to, we had to look for it, especially. And only the players could get photographs with it in the middle of the year. Do you remember it was one day that one was day it? And yeah, that was it over in Kilkenny Castle. Um, yeah, and I have to tell you, Paula, you didn't miss anything in uh, Crow Park in 2020 because it was the most bitter cold night I've ever sat. It anywhere. was actually the eeriest final, but it was actually it was nice. It was I mean, special. nighttime final. Yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah, just yeah, whatever. You're just. So you're just saying that to make me feel better but it's alright I'll well, be there I tell you now talking about reminiscing about you going back to the old days I mean Camogie has always been around me from a very just, long time it's made me sound really old Well, no you've made yourself sound very old do you want old. to know how old it makes me feel then because uh, the late port uh, Tommy Ryan who used to train Kilkenny Tom the tra- and train yes, first for four yes Carrick Shock Tom Ryan spent many a day and evening at home in our kitchen table with my grandfather at home two of them were best of friends they worked on the county council with yep. one another and there was many a conversation I can tell you about all Ireland finals at home in the Quilty household when Tom and Granddad Paddy got together and I'm telling you one thing if the referees didn't have a good uh, day on that occasion it <laughs> I can just see him training with his wellies on sorry it's happened in my head oh god yeah, no, there, there was a man I can tell you so well, you, I'd say we'll have a lot of that reminiscing and flashbacks for the um, the uh, live come on kind because uh, a lot of the you know people will have special memories and special people that would have been involved because there has been some phenomenal characters that have been involved with Kilkenny come down the years and uh, I'd say some of the conversations may have to be censored I wouldn't be at all surprised it could censored. be very interesting very interesting although we have to be careful I suppose we are going live but anyway it is going to be intriguing hopefully you'll be out there with us I know I'll certainly be there with the rest of the gang and that we get Anya uh, back as well she will be back next week of course we will be back on Come On Kind uh, next week doing our own small little preview as we always do for the all Ireland final but we do want everybody to get out and enjoy the big one the preview show on the 5th of August 7 to 9 out in Palmerstown in Dixborough GAA Club home hopefully of the winning captain this year Aoife Prendergast and her Dixborough colleagues there's plenty of them out there as well we have Kira Feeling, we have Nee Feeling, we have Asha McCarty that's there um, you know uh, hopefully I'm not leaving out anybody else from Dixborough because I don't want to be name checking but we know that them girls are there anyway so that is the place to be on the 5th of August that is it from a longer version of Come On Kind this evening <laughs> we have had so much fun here going back reminiscing going back through the old days but more importantly we are looking forward to the next two weeks of bliss of fun of a lot of hard work but more importantly, enjoyment for what is to come on the 7th of August in Crow Park at 16.15, a quarter past four in the hallowed turf of the Crow Park Stadium. Kilkenny versus Cork in the Glen Dimplex All-Ireland Senior Camogie Final. 
Hopefully you'll be all able to join us because we will be there live on KCLR 96 FM and we will be live through the app and we will be live online as well anywhere in the world for you to be able to get it. Don't forget also the podcast goes out um, as well on a Tuesday evenings so make sure to get uh, to wherever you normally get your podcasts listen in and hopefully you will have enjoyed this episode as well. But from us all here in the KCLR studios and myself and Paula in particular, it's goodbye until next week. See you next week, Paula. Thanks, lads. This is Come On Kind with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahim. Come on!